TJ, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Been better. But I'm sure we all feel that way now. <laughs> For sure. What about yourself? All right, then. All right. Uh, been a busy week, but productive week. So, feeling better this week than I have since... Probably the best I've felt since the gyms have been shut in December, so that's a positive. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. Um, it's been a while since we've done the last podcast. I think that was about three years ago. Four? Was it not? 2017? 2018? So. I've lost track of time, man. Yeah, it would have been 2018, I think. Oh, it was still elite. Aye. So it was either this the tail end of 2017 or the start of 2018 yeah. so obviously a lot has changed since then in fact it would have been no, it was 2017 <laughs> You <laughs> had stopped. I don't know if you totally stopped drinking then. I know you because you kind of you kind of stopped, but then kind of had a wee night out here and there. Aye, I'd for a bit. I'd three nights out from my dad passing a the August maybe or October it was in fact October. I had three nights out. Aye, and then that was it. I've not had anything since. Cool. So I must because this is four. It's four years this year in fact. Yeah. Aye? Okay. It's four years in October. So there you go. So what's happened in four years <laughs> for both of us? Uh, for yourself in particular, you have had a son, yep, which is I've obviously the most important thing. Yeah, I've had a kid. Uh, yeah, fucking kid. Bought a flat. Trying to start my own business. Uh, obviously, met the love of my life, Charlotte, oh. who, who gave me this beautiful little kid, <laughs> who now rules our lives. Uh, yeah, and then other than that, mate, just work, 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 and usual, usual, usual. Pandemic. <laughs> Flung into the mix. This, this, well, I think everybody knows my opinion on things. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, uh, we'll not go too deep into that in the podcast. I don't want to lose all my followers, so yeah. uh, we'll uh, keep yeah, it cool there. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so when in terms of uh, training, fitness is obviously a major thing on this podcast yeah you were you kind of kind of stopped powerlifting by the last podcast i think but you're kind of still doing bits and bobs i, th- I think you definitely weren't competing anymore don't no think. i wasn't competing i did compete once more after that i ended up getting back and doing a competition in it must have been the april of 2018 oh yeah and then i've not didn't really enjoy it no nah, i didn't i realized um, maybe I don't know not changed as a person but just kind of I enjoyed helping people more in the gym and watching other people powerlift and teaching them I enjoyed the training aspect I just I didn't feel the same competition wise so yep. I just didn't have that same buzz for it so I would encourage anyone who's interested in what we're talking about today or powerlifting in general to go and check out that last podcast. It's actually the most listened to podcast that I've done. I think you just sit in your truck and pr- repeat play on it, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even know why. 
Aye, I mean, I hope you swear less this time. Me as well. I was really yeah. listening to my podcast back sometimes. I'm disgusted at the amount of swear, but I guess it's all passion, eh? Uh, well, it's, it's hard to stop yourself, especially when it's just Aye. two mates talking. I know, I know. You forget you're recording sometimes. But uh, I can't even remember really. As again, I, I think you were trying to make me cry. I think people were going on to see if I did cry on it or not. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would check that out. But just briefly... A quick summary of how long you powerlifted for your major kind of wins in it and oh. uh, yeah just takes through that quickly i started god i'm terrible with dates but uh, i must have been doing it for nearly 10 years i must have started about 21 22 uh, done some local scottish competitions and then moved on to another federation went and done some british ones won a british championship my cat's uh, going crazy in the background. <laughs> and then kind of struck up with some decent guys and we had a pretty good training crew for many years and I went on to compete at many British championships, a couple of worlds and I don't know what else I've done. But I've done okay. I was nothing... I was probably no more known for my personality on the platform more than my obscene lifting because I was just an I was an average lifter to be honest, but my personality kind of people remembered me more for that. I think. Yeah. But you did win some good good comps. I won I won a world championship in my federation in my weight category, and again I think that was twenty fifteen or no, but yeah. That was, I see it. It's a. It was a big deal to me, and then when it actually happened, it. I don't know. It just didn't seem again. I think the amount of effort you put in, and it's just like you're given this little trophy, and you're like, oh, like that's it yeah. over kind of thing. Yeah. So, I think again, after that, I just kind of the wind was kind of knocked out me then as well. But I see it was. Uh, it was enjoyable. I done that in France. I think Waron, France. I won that. Uh, but it was a, it was a it was a massive thing in your life. It was probably the most oh important yeah. thing in your life Aye. for a long time. Oh, at that point, oh, yeah, you ate, you know, you ate, slept, breathed powerlifting, like you know, yeah, like powerlifting, like an athlete if, does. If you'd have told me, I mean, I quit jobs over powerlifting. If I couldn't train, I quit. Yeah, I, I quit umpteen jobs, and yeah, I mean, sleeping was a job, eating was a job, water intake was a job. What we're here to talk about mainly was a job. And yeah, the lifting, everything was just yeah. But I had this mindset back then. What I'll, I'll happily die under a barbell. <laughs> I, re- I remember you said to me one day, like you you understand what you're putting your body through, and you understand that something potentially awful could happen because oh, yeah. of it, and you oh, were willing to accept that. Yeah, and oh, hundred percent. every part of me. I had one goal back then. It was just a. I just love squatting and it was to squat as much as I could and push my body to the limit yeah. with that and whatever else it took and I'd get there no matter what and if it if it killed me it killed me yeah. that's <laughs> that was the mindset yeah man sometimes yeah. you've got to have that extreme mindset to do <laughs> great things you know? the passion that these guys have and people like yourself it's you can't go in half-hearted you, you've got to have it's just tunnel vision there's it's it's the old killer bee killed that was 
it all feels embarrassing to say now when I think back on things, but it's like, oh, you're going to war and fucking stuff like that. But <laughs> you're going into the gym training, you're going into a competition to lift weights, you're not yeah. going to war, but it's like... But at the end of the day, man, if that means so much to you, then that's what it means. Yeah, and it's I, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? Yeah, and people looking in to that little circus that you've created in that gym with these circus clowns that you call your training crew or your best friends it's it's your little thing yeah and people looking in at it think jesus christ that's that's scary or those guys aren't right or like those guys are losers whatever they thought of it but it's just you know you're all there to do the the same common goal and you're all as i say you've all got the same mindset of you all do anything to get there yeah and like i say you'll take anything fucking be anything and yeah yeah not care who's watching for sure so you think back it was enjoyable but as i say i just uh i think i'm a, a very different person of course that now for sure so it was 2018 that i my goals and my um training started changing towards crossfit yeah like personally um i then moved what a uh, workspace into a more functional space and then I got the call from you yeah. to say, look, man, I think you found out Charlotte was pregnant. Yeah. And you're like, look, I'm not in a, I'm not in great shape yeah. at the moment, and uh, I want to kind of start looking at more longevity of um, your health and yeah. your fitness rather than just lift, picking up really heavy things and yeah. potentially doing yourself damage. So what? What apart? Well, obviously, going to be a dad was our main thing, but what else? Uh, made you want to change into well sorting that out after the powerlifting I'd say I mean I still after I stopped competing I still had a powerlifting coach and I was still going relatively heavy three four days a week and I still had a goal of getting stronger uh, but again I was still trying to eat as much as I was to be a competing powerlifter so I mean, at that point, when I was competing, I was eating a kilo of white rice over four meals, a kilo of jasmine rice. Yeah, but how, many, how much is an Uncle Ben's? 250? 250. That's four bags. Yeah, well, I'd basically buy 500 grams pack of jasmine yeah. rice in the rice cooker with water. It equals out a kilo every day. So yeah. I think that's six cups of rice over four meals with red meat. It was steak burgers every meal and whether it be asparagus or broccoli. And then, they say, try to eat that every day, plus oats in the morning, and then anything else after that, that I want to eat, whether it be a tub of ice cream or a takeaway pizza. Just a tub. <laughs> rather than a full tub. I mean, yeah. I, they got to a point I would probably eat a full tub every night. Yeah, I just thought, I don't need to be eating this anymore. Why am I still doing it? And I would just, as I say, the more I kind of was, I was almost in my 30s at this point, I started to feel the aches and pains and I'm yep. carrying all this body weight. I was still in excess of about 18 odd stone. Uh, I think I maybe lost about five or six kilo from when I competed. But I was still quite a chunky lad and carrying a lot of bad weight, yep. obviously. So I just thought, you know what, now's the time where I need to really think and be prepared for what's kind of coming. So yeah, man. Obviously contacted you. Yeah, I think... Um it's funny how people who are on the outside and maybe don't know too much about 
the ins and outs of training would maybe look at yourself who was still training what four days a week yeah intensely aye. lifting a lot of weight obviously a big part of your life most of the food you're eating still healthy yeah but yet you came to your first session and after two rounds of bike oh. and thrusters you were pretty much <laughs> spewing man oh, uh, so i think you know I, I, all training is is, is is a good form to make your life healthier and improve your mental and physical health but obviously you were training a lot but you were yeah. very oh, unfit aye me and you could go over to the rack and I would mop the floor with you all day doing heavy singles or triples or fives or whatever yeah but then as soon as I walked over to that assault bike and even I think it was like step ups or something and it was like 10 step ups with 10 calories yeah. and I was absolutely yeah. a I mess, was a mess. Good. it was meant to be 3 rounds and you, <laughs> couldn't, you didn't do them <laughs> and then I think <laughs> Chris showed up I think it was when Chris uh, Chris yeah. Lex Chris yeah. drummer Chris he showed up and I was like oh thank god thank god I do <laughs> these actual clients here I can <laughs> call it a day so what did you think in that moment were you like I need to I really want to get fitter and sort this out or yeah. were you just like this is awful <laughs> yeah obviously I thought this is awful but at the same time I know I know the mindset that I, can, I have in the gym I've yeah. always had it I know I'm there to I'm not there to just, oh, I'm here to get by. I'm here to push it and see where I can get myself to. So, and as I say, we, the the kid coming along, it was just a, it was a whole other kind of mindset and yep. kind of drive to push me now. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's obviously what a lot of people lack when they go on a weight loss or fitness journey. Um, they don't have that made they just one day think oh I want to look a bit better yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. they don't have that major thing to really push them when it's tough going on the yeah. diet side of stuff or when yeah. they're they can't bother going to gym because you had that at this point and yeah. obviously you already had the mindset of you wanted to always do your best in the gym anyway but obviously you know we worked on your diet and I think was it 20 kilograms yeah. you lost was it, no was that that's at my latest, yeah, I, I mean, I went right back down to Yeah, I, when, when you were initially doing it and you lost all the weight. Aye, I started with you, I think I was just short 115 kilo, but originally I was, before that, I was up at 119. Yeah. So, at my latest, when I was with you, I went down to 96 kilo, which is pretty much, I started powerlifting at 96 kilo. That was my first ever weigh-in. I weighed at like 96.2, and... Yeah, it was nice to be down that late. I felt good, but I also felt uncomfortable because Aye. going back to being that small and I just felt very insecure. Yep. So I thought my kind of nice weight is in between 100 and 105 kilo. I think that's yep. my kind of natural body weight now. Yep. So. so yeah, that was, uh, I thought that was awesome though, the, the commitment. You train your friends sometimes, you don't. You think they're not going to listen to you when it comes yeah. to diet. We really did do well there and then, I moved to G5, so obviously my coaching and training was up and I started classes and yeah. you started, you went from spewing after two rounds to <laughs> taps half in the gym, <laughs> absolutely killing uh, group group wads and yeah. team wads and what did, um, what was, you know, from me looking at you doing it, it was, uh, you were having, you really enjoyed it. Yeah. So what would you, what would you say, like the main differences that you were finding within, you know, just doing the actual training and out with the gym of changing yeah. from lifting just really fucking heavy to then actually 
becoming this kind of leaner, fitter person. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me with the difference between powerlifting and the kind of more functional CrossFit style was not. I'm not saying powerlifting is easy, but for me it was easy. I love just I could go in, smoke a fucking. Oh, I've swore. I've ruined it. It's okay. I could absolutely smoke a big single squat, yep. deadlift, or bench, or whether it was a triple, a double, or whatever. And you overall, you weren't. We'd we'd high volume days were like a Sunday, or like a Monday, Tuesday with bench and stuff. But a lot of it was a lot heavy. Yeah. So yeah, it was taxing on your central nervous system and your body, but you weren't really pushing yourself. Yeah crazy limits your whereas, heart rate is never going really that high whereas when i'm in that class or i'm doing say or it's just me and you i've trained me and you have trained it's at that point i'm having to go to a darker place probably than powerlifting right. and i'm the whole time i think i absolutely hate this <laughs> but i know the feeling at the end yeah i'm going to be like fuck that was worth it a lot of times when we used to finish on a saturday and i'd be like my god i fucking hate this this is horrific and then me and you'd be sitting eating lunch yeah and i'd be like that was so worth it dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so worth it but yeah just that that change just i think that's the biggest thing for me just with the fitness part it was actually hard and it makes you work and you do need to go to places to get that so did you result. enjoy did you i know you said you hated it but did you enjoy thinking I can improve so much yeah. or, well, I, or like, he's asking me to do a, a snatch and I'm yeah. not too good at it I need to get better did you enjoy that oh, I, aspect of yeah. having all these things to learn yeah 100% I mean even for I think towards the tail end when I was still getting coached off Mark I mean I'd try and do wee wads in the medal centre so I was doing I couldn't even I mean mate I struggled to do 300 metre rows in some of these That's wads <laughs> and then I remember I mean one of the times me and you were in the D unit I mean, it was like a thousand k buy-in, yep. and I was only like thirty odd seconds behind you, twenty thirty seconds behind you finishing, yep. and it was like a twenty. I think it was we were into something else, and I think it was a thousand k back Cash out. Rate, and I think as I said to you, mate, I've went for like not being able to roll three hundred yeah, meters yeah. to doing two thousand k's yep. in between award and stuff. So, I the, the personal progression I see in myself was yeah, it was yeah. unreal. I just obviously the gym has ended up shutting but just before that happened you know I think I the level you'd got yourself through um, coming to G5 team wads me and you training yeah. D unit training and then you were in the D unit on your own I was in you know, but still I was giving you wads and you were messaging me at the end with the Aye. you know telling me how you'd done I mean I was in you were obviously enjoying it Aye. because you were doing it and if yeah. you don't enjoy that type of workout that how yeah. hard it is you're never going to stick it out that's it. I mean, mate, you know yourself, I was in there at half four or five every morning before work because I couldn't justify coming in from work when Charlotte's been with the kid all yeah. day. I couldn't justify coming in for an hour and then going to the gym at like yeah. seven for another hour. So I thought, you know what, I'll start going early morning. And, mate, it was the best thing I've ever done. Doing that before work, it just changed my whole day. I was yeah. in work a lot easier than I am now of course. when I'm locked down, I've got no gym. And as I say... The, the fitness and the shape I was in. I mean, at the start of lockdown, when you said, oh, so-and-so done 100 burpees in 10 minutes, and I was like, oh, I can't fucking beat that. And I'd done, like, 100 burpees in 10 minutes, 20 seconds. Whereas, when I even think about doing that now, 
I couldn't have done anything. I can mind 30 burpees in yeah. 10 minutes. But back yeah, I remember you sending me that sexy selfie, man, and, oh. and uh, the, the abs were popping and all sorts. <laughs> I was right at the start of lockdown, oh, I think. Oh, mate, I was, I was getting myself. Because yeah. both lockdowns, same things happened. You started the classes, you keep doing <laughs> you're into the Zooms and you're doing it, and then you just never hear for you again. <laughs> it's because I need, I need just that vibe, man. I need heavy music. I need just atmosphere and passion and just... That, I just need barbells and just you just need to be going. So how's it? So how's it affecting? Obviously, you know it's hard at the best of times, but not being able to be social and yeah, uh, you know you're you've got a child to deal with to do. I don't mean to deal with, but you know what I mean. Uh, you've got a child while you're yeah. going through this pandemic and stuff, and it can't be easy. But how how is it? How is it affecting you not being able not being that person that goes to the gym four or five days a week? Yeah, and gets that daily dose. Of, the now endorphins I, 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 right now I'm at the stage where I don't even remember what it's like to be in a gym or no. to consistently train I honestly don't remember it's, it feels like it's been that long and to be that person that's been known that's always trained like I've always been that big guy and everybody's always known me for being the guy oh powerlifting blah blah so I think from like 15 years old to now where I the only thing that's been consistent in my life is gone. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's destroying me, to be honest. I've yeah, said yeah. to Charlotte a couple of times, I said, I'm really struggling. Yeah. Like, I know on the front of things, oh, people are seeing me, I'm at work with my own job and then I'm doing my own thing at the weekends, my side hustle, as they call it. Uh, people think, oh, he's dog, he must be doing brilliant. But at the same time, my routine, everything's it's totally out of whack. Yeah. And yeah, you, you miss that outlet. Yeah. Like just that hour or whatever you've got, it's just your time to get away and clear the head. That's it, you know. I think a lot of people will join the gym to solely lose weight and yeah. never enjoy the process unfortunately. Yeah. But when you purely love going to the gym to feel good and get yeah. that mental health benefit, if you when you can't do it, man, it's no it's crap. it's became absolutely horrific. Even when the gym's opened up for whatever lockdown it was, was it between lockdown one and lockdown September two? September to it? December. Even yeah. the, even with that, there was a three week period yeah. of lockdown as well. But and me and Charlotte tried to go back, and I went in. How about you, Lyle? This is brilliant to be back. And then done a couple of morning again. I thought I'm going to go back. Yeah. To going back at four or five in the morning. Done a few of them, and then again the next week I just like just couldn't get back into that routine, man. It was, it just, you know, I mean, I could feel it in my head, and then obviously. Shit got locked down yeah. again, so... Well, who knows how many times everyone said this, but hopefully not long now. <laughs> <laughs> the end is in sight. Yeah, let's so. We will see. So, yeah, no, that's cool. And uh, you did say, before we started recording this, that you were wanting to get into that first class back. So that obviously means that you are, you know, going to get back into it. When it does reopen, then it's just a case of, you know, <laughs> you I might mean, feel like that first session again. Oh, but, it's, oh it's going to be horrific, you know, mate. We'll but get there. Yeah, I I know my body now. I know, I know it's been, fucking what, however many months it's been, and yeah, my diet's not great, but f- for the most part, I still eat pretty consistent during the day. Yeah. Working that, I still, I'm not saying I'm perfect at night or that. Definitely I know myself now. It'll be give me twelve weeks, and I'll be back yeah, to yeah. like boom, and I'll. I'm not saying I'll have abs in that again, but I'll yeah, be will. looking a lot better. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I cannot wait. So the other 
quite major lifestyle change for yourself was the fact you haven't drank at all. Yeah. Uh, four years coming up soon, or? Yep, four years in October 15th, I think it is, or 6th, 15th, okay. yeah. So, yeah, um, how's that changed, well, what has it changed in your life? Uh, pretty much everything. Anything good that's came from my life in the past four years is from not drinking, 100%. It's, uh, yeah, as I say, stop drinking, saved up for a flat, bought a flat, met Charlotte. Yeah. Got my relationship perfect, when surprised with a kid. Yeah. Uh, obviously, two years were, were, we're in our 30s now, we're over the moon. That happened, and yeah, that's just... That's been the, the kind of icing on the cake, and I'm assuming you can't imagine yourself being a dad and getting steaming no, regularly. I, or mate, I hats off to anyone that still drinks and has toddlers or whatever young kids, because hangovers and kids must be torture, <laughs> man, absolute torture. Say sometimes it's hard enough to come in for work Aye, after a hard day. Sure. Never mind waking up on a Sunday or whatever, absolutely scunnered. And you've got a kid jumped on <laughs> you like right, ready to go. <laughs> For sure. Uh, that's the so positive. only only positive obviously I'm sure you'll miss a beer here and there, but only positives coming from giving up alcohol and uh, Oh yeah. Aye. Only Mental health improved. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So I think when you might have talked about it in the last podcast, but if not, definitely between us two that, you know, any mental health issues that you were having all came from Bruising yeah, and hangovers uh, and anxiety and stuff. It's, yeah, that, just that fear that everyone brings. And I say, you're out booze on a Saturday, which and then you're a few on a Sunday. And that leads like, come the Monday, I'm like, I don't want to go to fucking work. I don't want to, I don't prep any food on a Sunday. Yeah. I just want Gym I, and stuff like that. I got a takeaway. And I mean, we used to train on a Sunday. Sunday used to be one of your kind of big days, the dynamic effort day. And I mean, so many times I went in, man, I was fucking, I was wrecked still. And they'd be like, you're stinking about <laughs> Hair would be, or oh, Donald Trump all over the place. Uh, and they'd be like, ah, well, I'm here. That's a good thing, but I'm here. I don't understand folk that can come to wads and stuff after no. a night out. Honestly, it blows that's, my mind. That's insanity, mate. But that's how I can, I was known, I get known as sick boy when I was spewing. Because I, I could spew like fucking nobody's business. So... Better off without it, eh? Aye. Although, um, I'll show you after this podcast, Mackie's found a video of us, eh, I think you're only briefly in it, but you are in it, um, but I think you were driving, so you're probably sober as well. <laughs> probably not, actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> eh, of, eh, do you remember we were playing in Dundee? I think it was Dundee. I don't know, our broth? Our broth, our broth, and we were travelling to Aberdeen, aye, and we stopped, off at a, we stopped off at a petrol station, and there was this old guy, steaming old guy there, and we were yeah. like filming and making them say my actions your exit for the red and all that well i've got the video it's hysterical um oh god so yeah man i think the main the most important thing that we're gonna or the biggest chunk of this podcast will be talking about the use of steroids something that isn't really freely talked about uh, that all that often and i think it's obviously a big issue with the fitness industry or people mm. who do take them and look a certain way because of it uh, don't yeah. open up about it and people people like for me for instance when I first got into training steroids. 
<laughs> no. When I first look, have you seen me with Topo? Uh, when I first got into training, <laughs> uh, this is why we're here. Scott's coming out uh, on behave. the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when I first got into training, and I was like obviously bodybuilding type yeah. stuff, and looking at, uh, you know, the magazines and the websites. A, for the kind of fitness influencers, I don't even think yeah. they were called influencers at that time, uh, but at that time, and I, I had no idea about stare. I didn't have, I was so yeah. naive to it all, man. And uh, I was like thinking, looking at these guys, thinking if I trained for a couple of years, I'd look, uh, I will look like, like that. Yeah. And the more I trained, and the more I realized how slowly I was building muscle, or if I was probably wasn't even building right, any muscle at all at, all at that point yeah. because I was trying to diet as well and lose weight or get leaner. But I was just seeing these lean and jacked guys and thinking to myself, why why am I not getting like this? You yeah. know, and that might sound stupid <laughs> and it does sound stupid, yeah. but at the time I just I just didn't realise how hard it was to gain size naturally. Yeah. Uh, or that the guys that I saw in the gym or on these magazines were taking steroids yeah. and as I've obviously grown older and wiser and talking to more people who are more experienced or people who yeah. uh, you know who are in and have taken them or and around people have taken them I've been like yeah. no that guy literally is on, I know he's on steroids or that yeah. PT I know he sells steroids yeah. in the gym to his clients and stuff like that and then I was like it's just like Jesus man I was like pure blown away by it so I think that's obviously the main issue that um, n- nobody really talks about it yeah. and it can really fuck with people basically uh, so what what was uh, your first experience of steroids in the gym? Not specifically even using them, just like you okay, being I've around it and stuff. Oh, have you not? <laughs> let's just end this. Let's just end this podcast here. <laughs> but no, uh, my experience. I the gym I was in originally was like an old hardcore, like just dingy old place, covered in dust. Just a real kind of pit where just all the kind of it was a strong man powerlifting gym, so I kind of not grew up around it, but I grew up with knowing all the guys that were on it and the yeah. size of them. Yeah. And again, the same thing as you. I looked at. I mean, I grew up loving strongman and all that. Christmas, oh, strongman, and you're like, oh, I could be as big <laughs> strong as these guys one day. So we, we all have that naive part in us, like growing up watching. Hulk Hogan and all that, yeah. and all the wrestlers, Steve yeah. Austin, you're like, look at the size of these guys, man, yeah. they're huge. I didn't even I know what a steroid was yeah. when you were that age. Ah, well, that's it. Uh, I could be like that. So, yeah, I kind of, I knew everybody in the gym that was kind of doing bits. I knew the people that sold it. And what whatnot. age were you at this point? Oh, I mean, I was in that gym from 20 years old. So, I can, I, I knew. Yeah. Young, but still old enough. Yeah, I, I knew. I knew the guys that were on like yeah. big time and obviously spoke to I did obviously speak to them, wasn't enough I was scared to speak to them. And they were all open about it. Like they it's odd. You get to a stage where you can't lie. Or yeah, you, you yeah. can lie but nobody's fooled by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that just But back then obviously as well though, there was no Instagram and That's that social I, media. I try and think. I think people still might have Bebo back then when I was twenty even Not in terms of fitness and gym stuff, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, aye, there wasn't, there wasn't much kind of network, networking to it. So, it was just one of those ones. It's like, uh he's on, he's on a juice. Yeah. And 
then there was other guys there that were ripped to the bone and massive. But then other guys were saying, oh no, he's just protein, mate. Does he take gear? No, you now. And even back then, I bought it. Yeah. I, used to, I used to defend these people. But like, ah, no, he's not on. He, he's no. He's not on a gear, mate. Yeah. And they'd be looking at me like, "You serious?" I'm like, "Oh no." Yeah. Davy says he just loads of protein in that. <laughs> and now I think back, and I'm like, "Fuck, man, I was, I was, yeah. I was that idiot yeah, that yeah, believed yeah. them." So yeah, everybody has. Everybody's naive, and everybody wants to believe the best. Like they want to believe the best in everyone. Yeah. So, and if you're doing it in a drug-free capacity i did defend a guy that did it in a drug-free environment when he was actually on gear and it's like only but looking back now you're like oh, that guy's a fucking arsehole yeah okay and try to see he wasn't just deceiving me he was deceiving everybody he was competing against yeah for sure so yeah okay so how long were you training for before you before you um oh yourself probably close to 10 years oh really oh yeah i well i went for 15 Till I was twenty four. Right. Before I was twenty five. That's when I started. First okay. time I ever took it. So mm. what what triggered you after training for so long without it then? <sighs> Again, because you were you were you were in powerlifting. You yeah, were in bodybuilding I, and I, stuff. Like I'd already started powerlifting and started in the drug free, and the guy that was coaching me or I was training with, he was big in drug free. He was, oh, no, don't do drugs, don't do, 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 do. Then there was guys that had been in the gym with him since they were young guys yeah. that were on the gear. And I was obviously looking at them and they guys are, they guys are my kind of goal, I mean, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. kind of size. And, uh, yeah, I done the drug-free thing and then just the guy that was training me, he ended up moving away to work for his job. So I was kind of left by myself. So I ended up training with the guys that done drugs. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it was like... <laughs> But they never, at no point was there any peer pressure to do drugs. Mm-hmm. It was your, it's your choice at the end of the day. Yeah. So I trained away quite fine and eventually I just got to the stage I said, look, I'm, a, I'm an adult. As much as I think back now, I'm fine in the early 20s, you're not really, you're just kind of floating yeah. about getting by. Uh, and at that point, I started doing kind of wee local strongman stuff as well. And a, a lot of guys appeared, young age, early 20s. And I mean, these guys were just up to the hilt at a young age. Yeah. Testosterone's going that way already, naturally. Plus yeah. they're injecting. And the size of these guys were like, fuck, man. Yeah. But in the strongman stuff, they'd be like, I'd be going against them and I wouldn't be getting beat by them by very much. And they'd be like, you know, what's he on? What's he on it? And it's, and I'd be kind of like, oh, look at you, eh? I'm fucking no far behind you. And yeah. you're, you're fucking taking everything. So... It just got to a stage where I moved into a different federation and it was a non-tested federation. So you can either, if you want to take supplements or whatever, then you can. If you don't, you don't. But just know that you're competing against guys that are yep. probably on gear. So I just got to say, ah, fuck it. I'll, me as well. Like, yeah. um, as, I say, as I said before, it's, I was quite willing to push myself to yeah. whatever limit I had to and uh, that was it okay just fucking so were you more down the road of purely to try and win things or were you thinking I want to be I want to look aesthetic yeah no, it, was just, it, was, well, it was purely for powerlifting right. purely just for that competition like I knew I was going up against guys that were on gear 
and I wanted to also be that guy on yeah. here, so I wasn't getting the absolute fucking oh, yeah. piss taken out of me. Well, there's a there's a, a question there then, like, who can can anyone be in these things and realistically expect to do well if they're not? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, there, there, there is, there is, you're still limited to what you can do genetically. Yeah. Not every, the size I got and how big I was and how I looked. I was next to guys, and I've, I mean, not just a few guys. The majority of people that they think they're going to get this big massive look like they're going to get ripped like and they're going to look like arnold and his prime and stuff that's not how it goes yeah for sure you still need to be on a good kind of genetic like scale yeah and as much as people think oh you just put that bottle i'll just put that bottle of test next to you and you'll get big that's not how it goes you still you still need to train your arse off, you still need to eat, you still need to drink the water, you still need to sleep good, yeah. you still need to recover. That bottle isn't going to do the work for you, you still need to do it, but people get the idea, oh, I'll just inject it and that's me. Just yeah, pop well, the, definitely, aye. Pop a few pills and that'll be me, mate, I'll be fucking jacked. Yeah. Sliced all and walking down the street when that's not how it <laughs> yeah. goes, man. Well, that's the thing, I mean, bodybuilders that are, take steroids and fucking huge yeah but they're still training like animals in terms of like Aye. you know the, their you, commitment and their diet and stuff you look at the guys of today your calm von moggers chris bumstead you know chris bumstead calm von moggers he's open about taking stuff he's like he kind of looks like arnold he, Aye, oddly, well, he played arnold he, that film uh, he oddly has the exact same physique as arnold somehow but and then chris bumstead he's a more physique guy the, the build on this guy is he's absolutely gorgeous if <laughs> any guy says they don't find that man attractive I'll need one his Instagram liar. later yeah but the physiques on these guys are insane yeah but for anyone like even me like Joe Blood on the fucking street that thinks oh I'll just take stories and look like that no no yeah. it just doesn't happen it doesn't work like that so then is that for, for a a young guy then getting into the gym and just thinking that that's what he has to do to get yeah. bigger or whatever, is that really dangerous then? If his oh, yeah. mindset isn't that I still 100%. need to train really hard? Because yeah. what, what could the potential impact be there if he's if he thinks it just takes the he's going to make him look a certain way? He's just he's going in a mess. Like all guys that I know that, that thought they were going to get these big massive physiques, yeah. they just ballooned and turned into walking waterbeds just with the water retention they were carrying. Yeah come off gear and never be seen in a gym again and god knows how messed up their body is yeah, yeah. and they've done they've not achieved anything and it's that they're, they're scared of hard work that's hard work will always find them out yeah yeah and that's the problem we guys taking gear now we young guys i think is a massive problem i think it's a serious serious but it's probably the most abused drug for young guys i think i didn't even again something i was like when i was um first started training mm-hmm. i didn't realize how easy it was to like get into it or like oh. access it i think obviously because i just went to gym trained on my own yeah. and stuff and but then when i started like training with you more and you were yeah. maybe talking about it and that you're basically like saying i ah, can just walk into the gym and ask someone yeah. for it basically every gym has their guy that's known yeah. like from the time when i left obs to go to another gym within like a week I found out who the guy is that's, that's selling it yeah. <laughs> it's like 
so I, it becomes pretty obvious because then you'll see people approaching him. You'll see this guy, he's over at this certain machine and everybody's going to him, ah, how's it going? Oh, oh, ah, you get the money. Yeah. Ah, you get this, you get that. And he'll, ah, I'll speak to you in the changing room. So it, it becomes, it's very obvious very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when you started first taking uh, steroids, what was the main differences that you instantly kind of started seeing in yourself? To be honest, the first course I took, I think because I just had that, nah, I'll take steroids. Yeah. I just had that, nah, I'll take steroids mentality. It just, it didn't work out for me. And I think because I, I was a guy that trained so hard yeah. and I was seeing these young guys take gear that didn't train so hard, they just come in and done some stuff. Yeah. I thought, man, I'm going to get, I am going to get massive and yeah. I'm going to get strong beyond fucking recognition and it just didn't happen if anything i got weaker and my physique didn't change what do you think that was i just i i just don't think i was i wasn't invested in it right and m mentally i wasn't invested in it because I'm, I'm a big believer when it comes to gym that the mind to muscle connection the mind to co connection to anything that i just wasn't manifesting it at all and i just was i think i was just taking it because for the sake of it yeah i wasn't I wasn't a hundred percent honest with myself, and I just wanted to take it to, to get. Oh, I just wanted to be big and strong. Yeah. When really it just it wasn't the right time. Yeah. And I actually went backwards in the competition I was going to do. I actually pulled out and everything, and then I went back into it and done it. I done it just for the fact that I'd done all the training. Yeah. But I didn't. My numbers didn't go up. Nothing changed. The only thing that changed was my sex drive. That was the testosterone. The first time, obviously, I've done steroids, I'm still nearly mid-twenties, so my testosterone was probably all right. That was the, the biggest thing I noticed. I was, the, the, the increase in the kind of, that kind of libido was, that was massive. <laughs> massive. Did you have a girlfriend at the time? No, I was single at the time. Uh, Bad times. Yeah. It's one of those things, but see, <laughs> that, was, that was just how it was. So how, how long... Is a cycle last like how long do you need to what so you buy a cycle like uh, is that weeks months yeah guys it varies some people like short cycles some people like long cycles my i can always used to do like 12 weeks but i was towards the end of it i always noticed that eight weeks would have probably done me fine i was always my strongest between like the eight and ten week mark uh -huh. whereas 12 week i think i just started taking a go this is yeah. it all take its toll on me so I uh, people just everybody's different and say I was just this mentality of take an oral like Diana Ball put the rapid weight and strength on take three weeks of Diana Ball yeah the D balls the fucking that's the breakfast of champions as they call it that works so fast yeah puts massive size on you and strength and then you're taking that and running maybe a testosterone one shot every week and then you know I used to run that for about six seven weeks and then i'd change it i'd only run the down ball for three weeks and then i'd run my like test also for six or seven weeks just running a mill maybe every six days just whatever the half life is or the the steroid i was taking so obviously like orals and stuff it's like a, a more daily dose because it's only got like nine ten hour half life yeah. like anavar and stuff like that so i then i'd switch up to more fast acting steroids which would be 
unfortunately you'd have to inject every two days or every three days so you'd have to be taking a mill of each of these every two or three days and then I'd kind of finish my course off with like three weeks of like Anavar or something or Is it all oral? No, injectable You're injecting as yeah. well? Oh yeah you, okay. you, you don't do steroids don't be that guy that oh I'm too scared to inject as soon yeah. as guys used to say that to me I used to be like make it fuck at my face <laughs> I don't I don't want to hear it fuck I'm scared I'm so scared of needles. Well, that was me. <laughs> like, bro, like, don't come and say you just want to be that guy who takes orals. It sounds a lot of hard work, though. It's, mate, uh, it is a task and it takes Training. Training. It destroys you, see, towards that eight, ten week mark. And especially when it's every other day, you're shooting up every, t- shooting up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. That is, that's the, that's the low part of it when you're in you're in the fucking the wee centre over there or whatever it is remember we used to live right next to it the junkie place used to go in the, the needle place ah. there's a junkie place see with the sab guy just in Glasgow right there's a needle exchange and that's know. where that's where you used to go to get all your barrels and pins and fucking everything no way and you'd be in there hey man just in for them you'd be sitting there like, oh, oh my god is, man I'm just here for barrels and pins and that way you're trying to justify it to yourself mm. like I'm not like these people. <laughs> <laughs> really, you're, you're just as fucking, you're just as, not as much a scumbag, but you're just, you're in for your own addiction <laughs> or your thing. Yeah. But I say that those are low points. But yeah, for sure. I lost my track, train of thought now that I said that. Uh, what were we talking about before? Uh, yeah, no, we just talked, we just talked about like, it was not just oral, that you're ah, inje- yeah, literally mean, injecting uh, the needles and stuff. Yeah. Ah, you've got. And it's, it's hard work and it takes its toll. Yeah. Aye. That was, Come the end of your cycle, man, you are you are like, oh, fuck, that's me finished. That is me finished. But then after that, you were fucking, you were buzzing. You're like, I don't need to do it. Yeah. But then obviously come, come the start of the cycle, your next cycle, whenever that was, you were like, oh, fuck. So it man. must be really easy to mess it up. Right? Oh. Aye. Aye. Because the way you were talking about doses and all that there, I, I was confused. So I'm like, yeah. not everyone's going to be doing that properly, yeah. surely. Aye. No, hundred percent. And then that's obviously right, I, that's obviously gonna fuck them up as well. I'm assuming. I personally, my injections were always. I never had obviously any problems with my injections, but when I think back now, I didn't get any bloods done. I didn't get my lipids checked. Nothing. I didn't. I didn't. I just, I just didn't care. I just. I just wanted to be what I wanted to be. Yeah. I'd a goal, and that was. I didn't care how I got there, how long it took me, or what I had to take. I just. I just went for it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's fucking, it's absolutely daft now when I think about it. But, yeah, I've heard of guys fucking lost half their arse cheek for an injection gone wrong. Next minute they've got an abscess. Next minute they've got fucking, it's having to get cut out and they've lost half an arse cheek. My God. Yeah, there's horror stories everywhere, man. So, how how long did you, were you, like, doing it regularly? Years? (sighs) Aye, I mean, right up until probably 20, well, I had a three-year gap where I didn't take any between, like, 2015 and maybe the 2017, about the time I come on your podcast, I I might have just started again, so it was about a a two-and-a-half-year gap between my last British, and so, say from, like, the age of 24, 25, yeah, I'd, I'd done between... That age in 29, 30, yeah, I'd done steroids for that kind of time frame, that kind of half decade. 
I was uh, so naive to all one of your best pals are trained with you, and I didn't know you took steroids. <laughs> but I mean, Until I was, we lived with each other, uh, and I walked in one day, and you had a needle, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And, I, and that's when I kind of realised. Uh, but I didn't... <laughs> I lived with you, and I didn't even know. Yeah. I, but I was... Uh, you were like, naive to... Uh, yeah, and I, but again, though, I was honest. I was looking at you, and I'm like, he's huge. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, but then I just put it down to, oh, he's been training for 10 years. Yeah. I've 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 never had it from anyone. I've never when anyone's ever asked me like do you taste steroids and it's like like yeah, like I I guess I do. And if anybody's ever asked for advice or anything, yeah, I'm quite happy. The only people I ever had it from was like my family. Yeah. My mum and that. My mum my mum says now she oh she said at the time, Oh, I know, I know you're on it but she did she didn't yeah. she didn't know. Also she could fucking See this massive tank walking through a house <laughs> top off every day. So you, when you started taking it, you never really noticed much change. When no. did you start seeing your, your your physique change then? I, I think once... I, originally, I trained with like a, a couple older guys who had been doing it for years and they just, they'd done it the old way. Ah, just fucking inject and take this, blah, blah, yeah. and see what happens. And then I got, I trained with another guy and a crew of people who are more kind of not geeky to it, but kind of more in depth and kind of right do this. And then as well, I started realizing my eating and stuff. So I started taking my eating and the the heavier training yep. a lot more serious yep. instead of just getting in and doing bits and bobs. I actually had consistent training and a training plan instead of just going, ah, I might squat today, might do this today. So. Yeah, I think that was my biggest problem. I didn't have any consistency when I originally started. Mm-hmm. I was just, I still was. As much as I was a, a quote-unquote powerlifter, I just went in and done whatever I wanted yeah. on those days and then got up to the competition and that was it. But whereas after that, once I got in tow with the other guys, we consistently trained and cons- I consistently done everything and that's when, yeah, everything started to click big time. Yeah, man. So... You started taking it because you wanted to perform better and win competitions, but mm. you obviously started getting much bigger. Did Aye. you enjoy that? I, to be honest, I didn't notice it. Yeah. I, I maintain it this day that as much as there's uh, anorexia and stuff, for guys, there's bigorexia. Yeah. We're, we're bigorexic. People, we can't see ourselves being big, and I'm constantly chasing being bigger. Yeah, yeah. And as much as people, I mean, there was times when people, my mates, for long time mates, were standing in a bar next to me, and they turned around, and I'm like, mate, what are you looking at? He's like, mate, you are fucking massive. <laughs> and I was in a bar, people wouldn't see, obviously, I'm obviously six foot fucking one. Yeah. I'm a big guy compared to normal people anyway. But there came a point where he's like, mate, and I did, and it was at that point, I'm like, I kind of looked about and thought, you know what, mate, I, no, I, I guess I am, <laughs> But again, that wasn't just the steroids. That was also everything I was doing. The well, diet, of course. Do you know what I'm saying? As I say, the amount of food I was eating at the time. I'm not saying I was ripped to the bone. I was obviously carrying a big gut and all that. I'm not a big gut, but I mean, I still look good. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah. My upper body was huge, and I'm my one of my best points. Or one th- the only things I'm probably gifted with is good traps. So see, when I took gear, my traps would touch my fucking ears. <laughs> 
That's what I always noticed in you, like the most of your biceps was huge as well. My delts and my traps. So people be like, mate, where's your neck? And I'd be like, here. And they'd be like, no, but you've got no neck. And I'd be like, no, I do, it's right here. But it's just that my traps yeah. were also massive, huge triangles on the yes. side of my neck. So, yeah, that was, those were big changes. Yeah. But as I say, that's, I, at those points, that's when I really started to, and especially when the, when I was reaching my peak of what I was lifting, I was like, fuck, man, I'm like pushing 400 kilo nearly in a squat here. Yep. Like, I'm a year away if you're squatting potentially 400 kilo at some point and benching fucking 230 plus and got up to nearly 250 and nearly deadlifting over 300 and whatnot. At the time, my deadlift fucking sucked. It was always an embarrassing lift, but <laughs> as I say, yeah, that, those were points obviously when I started clicking, right, this is, yeah. this is working. But at the same time, that's when my body really started to plummet. Yep. My shoulders were goosed, everything. But that's, again, that was on me for consistently not looking after myself. I didn't do any rehab, prehab, yep. and I just came in and lifted weights and went home. <laughs> ate food. <laughs> again, and that was it. Yeah. So And now you're stuck going to physio every month. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now that I've stopped moving this past year, because this lockdown my body is like yeah by the way we're just going to shut down thanks so my hip is absolutely goosed though danny says it's savable it's not bone on bone yet but i and i say i do get pains in my traps i feel like i've got a constant trap nerve my back everything just i'm a still a walking wreck a lot of the time you've always had issues in uh more functional training or pushing uh, like um, mobility wise yeah. on a on a clean yeah. Or uh, overhead, do you have mobility issues? Not, aye. Well, probably front rack. That, aye, probably getting that front rack position. Aye. But I just yeah. remember the clean workshop. Yeah. You know you have the pure strength, you yeah. lift oh, X aye. amount of weight, but yeah. technically you weren't able to do it because you, yeah. you weren't able to get the depth on a aye, front rack. I got to a stage where, in powerlifting, where you put 100 kilo on a bar, and for me to squat it, I couldn't even make depth. It wasn't until I was... 120, 140 plus, yeah. where I could actually use that weight to push me down. Aye. That's how bad my hips have got. Yeah. But again, that was me for being a young, stupid yeah. guy. I'm invincible. Yeah. I'm bloody invincible. I don't need this crap. Like, <laughs> my Kelly Starrett, yeah. some sort of supple leopard. Yeah. I don't think so. I'll just squat, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, man. So, um, okay, did you see an effect on uh, your mental health would that have like when you were going through cycles and stuff were you <sighs> to be honest when i was on testosterone not really no like i actually felt better just because you were performing better and stuff yeah maybe. I th- my mood was probably elevated with testosterone and i just i there was obviously times Oh, you said you you left a mess sometimes. Yeah, you know after it. It was more so just internally. I think what it done to my body, like especially the oral stuff. That yeah. was, they were the things that kind of cause you problems or they cause me problems anyway. Stuff like, uh, the orals and uh, oxy, which is like anadrol. They two are oxys are oxy or anadrol. Uh, they're the kind of that's probably one of the most potent. Like it's, they just hammer your liver, and especially when. You're taking them for X amount of time and you're pushing them like 
and you can take like say 15 milligrams a day of an oral that tablet and especially when you used to take d-ball at start i mean the back pumps from just your the ham on you they were actually hindering your training because you couldn't i couldn't even lock out in deadlifts because my back was flared up that much right. from probably them hammering my kidneys Christ so man. yeah the stuff like that was really uh, that was taxing on me big time but that's that's what i figured out through my time that just running a milligram of testosterone was better for me and i looked better i performed better and i i was just all around better right whereas when you start bringing in all these oral tablets and all these they do like mixes almost a uh, steroids where they have like testosterone and other things like one thing i can't even see to be honest it's been that long since i've done them i can barely remember any of them but it's like they've got a blender like three different synthetic steroids in them so like it's testosterone with like test and blah 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 i always just felt like that just when you brought them things in they just i don't know just the, how pure were they yeah whereas you know you were getting testosterone that could be 90% legit or 95% legit uh. that stuff could be mixed and diluted to fucking god knows Aye, what okay. so yeah I think stuff like that was really the, the thing that taxed your mental health more was the, the, the thought of injecting the, the injection has got the that became the taxing part on your mental health it was, was it always like, was it like sore was it like painful <laughs> no you obviously took everybody takes a bad jag Aye. it's like anything but uh, it, and some stuff reacts badly to you, whereas I used to always have one, I can't remember what it was, years and years ago. It was like test fucking 400 or something. And I used to put it in my fucking quad. And mate, again, I I couldn't walk. I was going to work with a limp. Fucking hell. Because the stuff was that painful. It would, Some some were just that bad. They just reacted badly with you. That It's obviously your body trying to push out as well. Your body not yeah. realising what the fuck it is. And yeah, I, there was times like that, and it's like, why am I doing this? Like, this is fucking seriously doing yeah. me in big So then could you go and train? Or was it just a short lift thing? I could still go and train. I would go and do it. I would push myself through it. But the next day again, my leg would be even worse probably, or my <laughs> no. back would be even worse. But as I, I say, see. those were the things that kind of really taxed the mental, the mental side of the game. Okay. So looking back now, for where you are now, mm-hmm. fitter, Lena. Well, you know, okay, let's <laughs> let's pretend the COVID never happened, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're coming to Team Wads, smashing them, you're fitter, you're healthier, you've got less body fat, uh, you're feeling better, mobility's better. However, you got a throwback picture when you were massive. Yeah. Uh, do, do you find that hard to know that you're, say, smaller now? Yeah. I... <laughs> Because let's be honest, like every day, well not maybe not every day, but most guys would, yeah. if they could be, they would be, they would be bigger. Part part of me does miss it. Because strength as well, because yeah. you're obviously not strong. Obviously, part of me does miss the size I was, and then I'll. But when it's just me thinking back, or when I see an old picture of myself, like God, and back then I didn't see myself as big as I keep right. saying. Yeah. But now I look back, I'm like, fuck, man, I was fucking massive now. Like, now I'm fucking here with this pencil neck. Like, what's going on? But I think back to, I couldn't put my own socks on. No. I couldn't put my boxers on. I'd be rolling about my bed. I'd actually have to roll back on my double bed 
to hook my boxers onto my leg. <laughs> and again, that was just because I was consistent, consistently not doing any rehab ah, and rehab. Yeah, so yeah. with the size I was plus being totally immobile, it was hellish. I mean, I, as I say, I probably couldn't turn my neck very far and uh, the sweating overnight. Like, you'd wake up and your whole bed was drenched. You woke up every day, like, a hangover. Yeah. You woke up and your... I mean, like your, your central nervous system was taxed from the weight you were lifting the night before, plus whatever the gear's doing you and all the food. Yeah. All the fucking food. And, yeah, every day you just wake up feeling that hangover. So I I tend to think of that. And then that kind of goes, Ugh, I'm much, I'm much happier now, or... Especially when I was yeah, training yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was so mobile waking up quite the thing. I could put my own socks and boxers on. But it's hard for me. It's not hard for me, but when people, guys love to say it, guys love to tell you, oh, you're not, oh, fucking hell, man, you lost a power of weight, mate. <laughs> guys l- see because how big I was yep. and how inferior guys felt around me. Yep. They l- they l- there's certain guys. And I'm friends with them, but there's certain guys that love to tell me that, oh, fucking hell, big and you, you lost a bit of weight. You, nah, you, you used to be massive, look at you now. Fucking, you're no, no end now, are you? <laughs> they love to tell you, and it's shit like that. And, you feel, and as I say, I've not changed. Aye. I'm still the guy, even when I was 120 kilo, I'm still the guy that will knock fuck out you. There's a guy right now that's 100 kilo that will still knock fuck out you if you keep saying that. Yeah. So it's stuff like that where I, I feel like looking at him going, oh, really? Oh, really? Do, do, do you not think I noticed that? No. Yeah. You fucking asshole. Yeah. And it's like, well, look at you. You're still a fucking pencil dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the thing I hate. That's the only thing I hate. Yeah. I don't mind me thinking back on it because I can be like, I, I can think all the bad stuff and know that I'm doing yeah. better now. Whereas the people that want to be big, but they remember me as being big, it's, they need to take that little shot at me. Oh, we dig. Um, Mate, I still look at you as being big. Like I still look at you every, when you're training, and uh, I see you in like a, a you know a t-shirt, a tight t-shirt, of your vest, whatever. I'd be like, he's still a big jack. I'll food. rip this jumper off right now, mate. I'll well, show you this large be defied man <laughs> the But I, I'm I'm still a big. As I say, I'm a well, spe- especially when we were in the like before COVID when you you know as, as you know in CrossFit you're still doing heavy deadlifts yeah. you're still doing heavy overheads Aye. triceps are always yeah. working hard and chest is getting yeah. used a lot uh, so you would still get a muscle building effect Aye. off I mean oh, I've yeah. got bigger since I started CrossFit yeah, for sure so when you were as you say you, f- you went down to 96 kilos you found that it was a wee bit too yeah. little so you went back up to over 100 and then yeah. you're doing functional training which still involves a lot of heavy weight you're still going to be able to look you know, big and aye. big, big and strong. Yeah, oh, that's bloody it. But I am a decently sized guy. I've yeah, never aye. had a problem or an issue. Obviously, my height, I'm a couple of inches bigger than most guys, yeah. probably. And yeah, I, my arms are decent still. I mean, I obviously know they're a lot smaller, but they are still decent. Yeah. My legs, I've got a big fucking arse. I've got big thighs. It's just the way I'm. It's the way I've always naturally been built. Yeah. Whereas. I used to see guys I used to train with come off gear who were naturally wee guys and as soon as they come off gear they would come into the gym like two or three weeks later and I'd be like whoa fucking hell mate like are you feeling alright like you're fucking tiny I know whereas I mean the last time I come off gear I maintained my weight but I was still obviously eating the mm-hmm. way I was eating 
but I mean, I was still up 18, 19 stone, and obviously that's when I had to rein it in. Yeah. But these guys, you, you see guys that take gear, and they put on a good bit of size, but the, as soon as they come off it, boom, it's straight back to s- s- scratch. So it's, it's almost like, what's the point? Yeah. There is a, a lot of guys, see guys that are doing it just for pure aesthetic to wear a tight t-shirt especially when you used to be able to go out and stuff do you remember those days no but you used to be able to go out and go to clubs and stuff and it's just to wear a tight t-shirt there was a there's a whole generation of young guys built with johnny bravo they they didn't they'd no right doing steroids and they'd no right being in the gym because they didn't know what a leg day was yeah so they've just got these big biceps and a decent enough chest but still a tiny wee back and then they would stop doing it and they'd just go back to Square one, and these yeah. are the guys that would say, "You oh, uh, if I trained that way, that mate, I'd be massive." I'm like, no, you wouldn't. Like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I've I've seen a hundred of those guys yeah. coming and going, yeah. and they come in with big ideas, get decent set of biceps on them, and then they disappear, and that's that's how it goes. And that is just to me absolutely fucking stupid. Like it's pure stupidity. Yeah. Like for the the chemical altering that they're doing to their system. Yeah. Just for birds to look oh you've got big arms yeah yeah like and I say that I've fucking chemically altered myself forever just oh by the way I can squat 350 <laughs> that's quite <laughs> impressive to be fair <laughs> oh man no one cares like no one cares see what it boils down to that's when you realise there's guys that need the gear for their personality like they became this personality and without the gear they're not that personality because they don't have a personality that's my, that's where I come in I, I had a personality without steroids yeah. and there's guys that are powerlifters and bodybuilders and physique guys that without the steroids they're fucking nothing man they're nothing and they know that so they, they don't come off it's just blast blast coast blast coast blast coast blast coast bloody hell man um, a lot of questions We'll get the one that was asked three times out of the way first. Six uh, inches. Did your boss shrink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course he did. Like, see, I get I had no idea about this. I, you know, you see, you hear people make jokes about it. You're like, is it true? Is it not? But yeah, uh, they hundred percent do. It's but that's because your body's this amazing system. Your body's those things down there. That whole system down there is down there producing testosterone. Yeah. So see when you're adding that synthetic androgenic fucking testosterone and whatever else in, it's getting to a point where the system down there is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute here. There's testosterone coming from somewhere else. Yeah. Like, we don't need to be here. Let's shut the system down. Shut this factory down. There's no, no need for it. So, yeah, they do lose about a size, 100%. Does it affect you getting an erection? Uh, certain obviously like testosterone and stuff that doesn't yeah stop you but there obviously is there's ones that there's one that hate heighten your sexual activity and then there's other ones that totally block and destroy you well if you're saying you're injecting into your quad you could hardly walk and you're going to the gym and train like fuck mm. you must be going home a, a mess and just want to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was the, the, there was no want for anything yeah. other than powerlifting yeah like, I mean to be fair I've, I've, when I was going through Ironman training and stuff I felt yeah, like that I just could not be arsed doing anything after training ever. everything's a task everything that's why now I just 
when people say, oh, do you know miss it in a, in a way? Like, I miss it, but I couldn't do it now. Yeah. I couldn't justify leaving Charlotte and Jess for X amount of hours every night after work. And again, spending this money on food, spending that money on gear, spending that money on competitions. It's like, there's just... The Someone did actually ask what the financial, um, you know, what's the financial toll? <laughs> if you're taking it maybe for like, you know, a year straight or something oh I'd, I'd never done that then uh there obviously is people that would live on it but i mean for a decent enough again i've been out of this game for a couple of years now as i'm straight edge and sober and off steroids and everything but i mean when i was doing it i mean you'd get a bought a decent bottle of testosterone from a decent brand for like 30 40 50 quid like most Dealers had what would I like levels. Like you'd have the cheap level, the the mid level, yeah. and then you'd have the expensive stuff. So you could probably start like the cheap one was thirty quid, and then you go up to like fifty or sixty quid for like a ten mil vial. So ten mil, if you were taking a mil every five six days, whatever the half life was, the however basically often you had to inject it, then uh, that would last you ten weeks. So if you were just doing a mill every six days, say, that's you're going to get close to ten weeks out of that. Whereas other stuff, you're going to have to do, maybe say three injections a week. So that's not going to last you very long. So it just depends what you're taking. But if you're just wanting, if you're wanting to do some sort of TRT, like the testosterone replacement, yeah. and you're injecting a, a testosterone maybe a mill every five six days or whatever you had to do it, then I guess it would be. They're relatively cheap, not fucking crazy, but I mean, for me, for a 12 week cycle, it'd be anything between 150 300 pounds for that 12 week. I'm sure I heard somebody say when somebody spent a grand on a cycle or something. Oh, yeah, is that is that a thing? Yeah, oh, like I mean, that's, that's nuts. If you add in like your, your, your growth, your growth hormone, if you're adding growth in for bodybuilders, then I growth is growth. You're talking, you used to get like 130 IUs a packet and that would last you say you're running three four IUs every day every other day you, that's lasting you a couple of weeks man if you're having to, if you want to run that there's guys that run gh right through their cycle and there's guys that maybe run it in the tail end or if you if you add another stuff there's there's so much stuff out there it's, it's not just steroid anabolic steroids there's there's other stuff like ghrp6 which is an injectable it's a kind of it makes you eat more it hangs your appetite right. So, as well as taking steroids, I'm taking that to increase my appetite because I can't, I can't force any more food naturally down yeah. my fucking gub. Yeah. I've got to then inject another thing that makes me hungry all the time. So it, it's constant, mate. It, it, it's non-stop. That stuff was cheap enough, but again, it all oh, adds I, up. Uh, for sure. You add that up, plus add that to your flights and whatever else, your travel, your accommodation for the competition, plus any kit you need to buy. It's and then the food down there, if you're doing whatever, it's, yeah. it's constant. Mega. It's, it's an expensive game. Yeah, totally. So I'm, you know, be easy enough to get yourself, just like any drug or whatever, get yourself in a financial hole with it, I suppose. Yeah. If you feel uh, you need it or whatever, then... It is. It's just like any drug. You abuse it, it's going to fuck you up. Yeah. You get addicted to it, it's going to cost you a lot of money. It's it's just like anything. It's like alcohol, yeah. fucking anything. Cocaine, cigarettes. heroin, cigarettes. It's going to cost you a lot of money. 
Somebody said, how do you trust what's in it? But I guess that's just like any drug you buy, you don't really know. You yeah. just need to trust whoever you're buying it off, I suppose. Yeah, well, that, that was kind of why I, I left where I did and I left kind of sharp because somebody called into question what I was taking and I just I thought, you know what, maybe you're right. I thought, but you know what, I don't want to stick around to find out, so I'm just going to cut ties here and go. But you'll find... You'll find, uh, because obviously st- steroids are manufactured to be used in hospitals. They they are a wonder drug. Like they are used to mm-hmm. help like cancer patients and AIDS and all that. People to put on weight and to help stop muscle yeah. wastage and stuff. They are. I'm not saying other. They do help people. Yeah. But again, abuse it. Yeah. It's going to fuck you. Yeah, up. for sure. So you can you can actually get stuff that's on the box. It has scratch codes. So you whatever lab it's from where it's a lab in Britain or a lab in the Middle East or something, you can go into that lab's website, scratch the code off, enter the code on their website, and they'll tell you, yeah, this is legit from our website. So you can get... Yeah. That's the stuff you'll be paying decent money for. Yeah. So... Do you feel you were cheating in a competition? No. But I guess you're in an untested because competition. I, so. as soon as I started taking a... a come away from drug free yeah. like I, I would instantly went into non-tested because I'm not I don't, I'm not really I'm assuming you think you know you might not know this you might not but would you get people who feel they could like cheat the system and be able to take steroids oh, but yeah. not but get I, tested and get away with it yeah again there is like the the fed mark had competed in the the drug free and then the, the IPF and stuff, that's all tested, but there is guys that try and beat the system. Yeah. And some of them get caught, some of them yeah, don't. I suppose, Because there's stuff that's in your, there's stuff that you can be in and out of your system in hours. Yeah, they are. Literally hours. And if you take that stuff and then somebody comes knocking your door, piss test time, you're like, fuck. You're, you're definitely Aye. getting caught. And there's, there's always, everybody always, get, whoever's all on it, they always get caught. And it's, oh, I was taking a, I was taking anabolic muscle mass. <laughs> it's like, you're like, oh, really? So it's got D-ball and all that. It's brilliant, mate. Aye. Oh, my supplier was giving me it. Yeah. I, went, I obviously never got it checked. Somebody said their friends do it and they're emotional wrecks. Were you an emotional wreck? No. See, that, that's, that's someone that shouldn't be on steroids because I've I seen that firsthand with people. Uh, people that shouldn't have been taking steroids or even contemplating steroids and I've seen it destroy them and steroids make you more of who you are if you're an emotional wreck you're going to become more of a an I've never wreck. taken them then uh, <laughs> if you're a total fucking arsehole you're going to become more of a total fucking arsehole right. and I there's guys there's guys that are insecure well there's a question the next one uh, do you think you've done it out of insecurity which you obviously didn't but no, you're, you know there are people just, that I just, will be I've done it through my own choice my own want yeah. I say and if I was that insecure I would still be doing it but I'm I'm very comfortable with who I am and where I wanted to be at the time and where I am now I'm very comfortable with how I've lived my life and everything I do is my own choice and again it's these people's own choices but they're making the wrong decisions because they're looking for a they're looking for a quick fix. Yeah. Like to get out there 
oh, I feel I feel like I'm too small or blah blah blah. I don't think I've ever. Not gonna say one not wanted to do it because Christ. Well, you should. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, all that stuff you've just said really made me, really made me, into, made me want to do it. But I remember when I was in the gym trying to get bigger before I knew much about training um, and I would just felt so small and felt like again just I was just naive and I was I didn't know what I know now so you know um, I would I would have you know I was training over training just yeah. to try and get bigger biceps and no. stuff and in my head I'm like oh man like imagine taking that stuff and just being bigger it was in my head, obviously. Yeah. I would. I'd, I never seriously thought about doing it or buy it or like yeah, getting into it. But obviously, in my head, I would have. I wanted to get bigger. Yeah. So I guess it goes through everybody's head at some oh, point. hundred percent. Um, and I guess it's, sometimes it maybe is who you're hanging about with or who you're uh, training with. And it's those guys that just say fuck it and, and pull the trigger on it and go for it. And yeah, they'll get bigger, but then they realise they can't maintain it because they're not maybe they're not that invested in training. They right. just want to be bigger because of an insecurity. Yeah. Maybe they've seen some guy with big massive arms getting attention for girls yeah. and they thought, Oh, I want that. Yeah. And they just stupidly go and do it. Yeah. And again I've seen that fucking umpteen times as well, just with the old gym I used to train at. Just guys and you're like and a few guys have even said, like, oh, I've done gear and that, now we look at them, like, what? Well, I've done gear. And I look at them, like, really? You've done steroids? <laughs> <laughs> like, my goodness. Who <laughs> sold you them? Go yeah, back yeah. and ask your money back. <laughs> like, you're on steroids, yeah. bro? Fuck me. But I say that it could just be something that's just triggered this little insecurity. Yeah. People just say they don't think, they just, I need it, I'll do it. Do you think social media's? Oh, like a major influence now on guys young guys doing it see yeah social media and you you see these guys in the fitness industry again it's not talked about like there's a few guys that come out and speak about it like especially when we once their careers are done and then as well i think we're just growing up to idolize that image of the i mean look at action men look at all yeah, our, yeah. look at all our little toys we used to play with they were always jacked look at he-man jacked everybody was always jacked and then whereas females moan about oh look at barbie like oh why isn't she overweight and stuff for me more body positivity but then guys just get left with yeah this is what you need to be like yeah and it's like we look at this action figure now like whoa i'll never look like that like how can that be so i think just what's conditioned in your mind from what you've grown up looking at and then you're seeing all these guys now and you obviously see the fitness shoots with this guy like oh fucking tank and he's got all these buds around him and guys just go like oh fuck man that looks brilliant oh man yeah i was really screwed up with it all man when i was going through it initially like i was severely overweight yeah uh, and living a really unhealthy lifestyle to then being really thin and skinny yeah. and, and and lean you know abs and stuff but i wasn't I was I was happy. I wasn't fat yeah. anymore. Aye. I was happy. I looked. I had more confidence, but I was now too small. I yeah. now had no size. Aye. So I would then be like, right, I need to eat more. 
I need to eat more food because I need to gain size. Yeah. So I'd start eating more food, but then I'd see myself getting maybe like a bit Aye. less lean. So then I'd shit myself and go, oh my yep. God, I'm gaining weight. I'm going to diet again. Yeah. And I would, and I think I'd probably wasted maybe two years of, I mean, my training was shite then as well because it was, you know, it, it wasn't very efficient training. At yeah. the time I was doing, I was getting in and fucking picking up some weights and going through the, t- the typical bodybuilding things you would see on bodybuilding.com yeah. or whatever. Um, I'd probably stay on the same dumbbells for six weeks Aye. type thing but anyway <laughs> I, I would um, but then so two years I would like be in this fucked up thing of I really need to try and get bigger but yeah. then I'm I'm not lean enough and I just go back and forth back and forth to a point where I probably never really changed much yeah. at all no. in two years and it was always a mind fuck because I was like guilty of uh, you know what I was eating because yeah. it wasn't healthy enough or because I wasn't lean anymore or because I was not big enough yeah. and it was it was just crazy man because right. if you told me that um, when I was overweight that I would uh, have abs and could fit into like a, a t-shirt and yeah. be confident I would have bit your hand off for yeah, it and then I got yeah. there and I wasn't happy Yeah, and it's only in the last couple of years three two three years where I would like to be bigger I'm not yeah. going to lie I still try yeah. uh, train uh, and eat to um, not get not lose muscle right, not lose um, and potentially gain size because yeah if somebody said to me um, would you like a, a, a more rounder chest or bigger yeah. biceps and triceps or bigger quads of course I would say right. yes oh, yeah. but I'm happy where I am yeah. I, 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 I've put in a lot of work and now I look at myself and I'm like no like don't be sitting wishing you were yeah. in a different way don't wish you had this or that you can try yeah. and get improvements um, you know with strength and muscle but you've put a lot of work in and yeah. be happy where you are yeah, rather exactly. than constantly striving for this kind of unachievable perfection or yeah. it's never going to happen <laughs> I know. at the end of the day aye I say people they just want that they want an easy out and I'm not, I'm not saying that because I obviously in my position mate I took an easy out and just yeah. said oh, fuck I'm going to take steroids but really I shouldn't have I should, that first cycle I shouldn't have done it but like I said to you like why would you say that well, easy out. Why no, why did you say you shouldn't have done it? I just, I, I just don't think I was commitment wise. I wasn't there. All oh, right, okay. Like, as I say, I was just going to the gym and just going right. Oh, so you don't mean steroids in general. You just mean I, that one cycle. That one cycle, like, because I wasn't training with the people, and they end up the where I started training really consistently yeah. and really good. That's when I kind of found out who I was as a powerlifter. Whereas. Before that, it was just me and a couple of older guys who were just, ah, we'll squat today. So that was, <laughs> I, I shouldn't have really, there was no consistency in my training plan. Sounds great. Aye, there was no consistency in my training plan, so why, how, how did I ever think I was going to consistently take steroids and get better Aye. when there was no consistency in anything yeah. else, you know? So, yeah. uh, aye, I just, guys, I think, like you say, when you, you see these people, you're, and what you see online, it's just it is it's it becomes very toxic, I think. And I think when you start manifesting it in your head, then it's like I've got no option. I need to take steroids. I need yeah. to, I need to do something to get bigger, quicker, basically. And I don't I don't think they know where it actually leads or where they want it to go, because once you get there, it's. I'll tell you when you see these guys jumping about with all the girls and that and the fitness shoots. Believe me, see when you're at the size of me and you're lifting what I lifted, 
It's not girls that become interested in you, it's guys. <laughs> oh, bro, how's it going, bro? Oh, fucking hell, man, massive. You get nothing but attention from guys. Yeah. It's not the way you think it goes. Yeah. So, it's, don't want to burst anyone's bubble. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. And it's, it's probably better that you, that it, if you're in that insecure mindset and then you start taking steroids that, that maybe make everything more kind of, a lot more hyper sensitive or whatever in your head, then being around a girl is not a good thing because you're only going to fuck her about because you're insecure about yourself and you're only going to mess her about and make her life a fucking torture. Is that what you've done? <laughs> I, mean, I just, I was just a fucking, I was a young guy that just had no, no interest but in powerlifting. So yeah. I wasted a lot of people's time, but that's, that's fucking life. Everybody's wasting someone's time at some point. Yeah, that's true. Man. So. Man, been a lot of uh, insight there. Yeah. So I appreciate you being open and honest. Um, anything you want to add at all? Eh, uh, obviously. Because uh, there was other questions, but they were, they were all answered in the initial yeah. conversation. Obviously, uh, there's pros and cons to it, and I don't, I don't regret doing steroids. I mean, I'm who I am because of them. I done what I done. Yeah. Because of what I became and whatever else and the people I train with and everything like I don't regret any of those times like but I just wish people were a little the people that are taking them just think about it before you really because it is it's 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 like a certain thing that potentially the government want to give you right now you inject that there's no going back and if you take steroids there's no going back you're chemically altering your body for the rest of your life. So do you do you think it could still affect you going forward in your life? Oh, hundred percent. Oh. Like even even when the last time I came off a couple of years back, I did that's when I clicked on and I said, right, I need to think about this because it's it's putting a strain on me and I can tell me being thinking about it too much yeah. is putting a strain on obviously my girlfriend. So I had to go and get I done my blood tests and all that and get everything done and checked all my the lipids and whatnot and it came back that one of my the SH uh, sexual hormone binding globulin or something that was all blocked my testosterone was fucking totally fine my yeah. testosterone was still quite high whereas people think oh you take testosterone after that you're goosed when it's not I've, my testosterone's still totally fine I've had a kid people think oh you'll never have kids and all that yeah. it's like Everybody I know that I took steroids with, I say that like we were at steroid parties and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that I competed with and we all done gear, they've all got kids. Yeah. And they're all still totally fine. Because we didn't abuse it, but there obviously is guys that abused it. And yeah. women especially, if there's girls out there that are contemplating it, then... There's obviously the weaker stuff like Anavar, Winstrol and stuff, stuff that's not getting much side effects and that are kinder to women. But women need to realise when they start taking testosterone and stuff, there's no going back from that. Like, that's irreversible. What that can make you look like, as you can probably see for these women that do the Olympia bodybuilding yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, that's them for life, man. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be horrible, but that's a guy. That's a guy with long hair. <laughs> and... They're, they're jacked and there's no 
they'll, they'll never reverse yeah. any of that. So for women, I think it's it is a massive. It's a, for women to go in and do testosterone and stuff like that, I think it's a, ma- a bigger choice than a guy doing it because that going forward, especially it's not just chemically altering you, it's altering your whole physique yeah. and everything. And I've been to bodybuilding shows, I've also been around a lot of female powerlifters and it ain't pretty, man. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't fucking pretty. There's tricks you can see and like, you can tell they're shaving. Do you know what I'm saying? You can tell they're shaving that beard, yeah. that big stash, the arms, everything. So, if there's girls out there that I don't think you've got the kind of following that there would be girls. <laughs> Probably not. But I say stuff like that. I. It's yeah, man. It is a big it decision. A, yeah, what well, I was going to say is it should be a, a massive decision, not something Aye. I guess you should jump into. I w- I will do them again. But see, it's okay for us sitting Aye. here saying this at thirty odd years old. Yeah, it's different when you're nine, eighteen, Aye. nineteen, twenty, and if you're eighteen. <laughs> Anything before, I obviously started when I think it was 24, but anything before 25, just really think about it yeah. because your own testosterone is going up anyway. Like, I wish I could go back and know that if I ate the way I ate, like, in my last competition, like, all the red meat and rice, when I was 18 through to 25, I'd have been massive because it would just been, I'd have just put on so much, I'd have just bulked. I wouldn't have cut or anything, I wouldn't have been bored, I would have just put on yeah. all that mass and it would have been easy. Not not easy, but yeah. at that point you're you're just a sponge. And it's only once you start kinda of hitting that twenty five thirty, you just you're, you start slowing down. So I mean I know when I hit he's sitting biting my ponytail. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> when I hit thirty, I mean my <laughs> my can't believe this. You stop that. <laughs> <laughs> you stop that. I mean, my appetite was destroyed compared to my mid twenties and early twenties. Like yeah. the, the amount I could eat was totally night and day. So as soon as I hit thirty, man, it's just like, whoa, what the hell happened there? So. So you said you're going to get back on them. I I will t- I will take them eventually again. You think so? Eh? Testosterone, yes, hundred percent. Low testosterone in guys is a big problem, and I think not only as you get older, but now I think guys for some reason have just got low testosterone, and that's why like there's a, obviously you hear the the term soy boys nowadays, but there is a lot of guys out there that for some reason their testosterone, and whether that's I know you've obviously got vegan listeners and stuff, but whatever they're eating or whatever's in their diet or something, their testosterone isn't getting kind of it isn't getting worked or it isn't getting helped and whatever's happening they just aren't they aren't happy and there's a lot of depression in guys and as you know mm. mental health and the suicides in young males and it's like what is causing that and is it because there is a low testosterone is a depression creeping in so as a guy gets older his testosterone obviously naturally drops yeah and is that why you, you hit that midlife crisis? You buy, oh, I'm going to buy a motorbike or a fast car to feel manly when really all you could do is just a simple TRT, some testosterone replacement, and you'd feel probably night and day. Yeah. It would Your mood would be, boom, up here. And that's, as I say, that's, if mum was ever to ask me again or find out, and I'd just say, well, see all those years that I was in that house for you, at what point was I ever... 
ever rage yeah. was it ever roid rage that whole time you never knew because I never changed no. not once did I ever change so apart from when you were wasted well that's <laughs> it mate see that's a key point like I've lost friendships I've been in cells I've fucking been in countless fights I've destroyed relationships through it uh, jobs everything and what done that alcohol not steroids alcohol so when I was taking steroids I was consistently training eating well living a good routine in my job earning money going about my business so it's funny how people polarize and hate on something like steroids but alcohol is okay but people would judge me oh look at him he doesn't drink anything he used to take steroids they are out steaming taking coke off a toilet seat like, okay, mate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get that. Like, yeah, you're you're better than me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right, okay. That's a very valid point, man. So, yeah, but maybe I won't take them. I don't know. I've been threatening. I've been threatening Charlotte for ages, saying I was going to take them, but I, won't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've turned into a shite bag now, mate. To be honest, because I, I don't. As I said before, I don't really know the person I was yeah. back then. I'm a completely different person. Yeah. Not saying being in a relationship now and fatherhood's changed me but I mean it, it, it has to an extent and everything that's on this past year I think it's it's enlightened me a lot more to how special we are as humans so I think I just I trust what the process is and what the universe has in store so whatever happens will happen and if for sure steroids are in my future then they may be but they but it would just be testosterone just okay. testosterone good man <laughs> no more <laughs> All right, man. We'll end it there. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate the time, man. Appreciate the chicken. Oh, no problem, mate. No and problem. Uh, yeah, man. Let's hope the hope the gym's open soon. Oh, fucking needs to happen. That's right. Oh, you I tell. Think.